God, we give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. Lord, we bless you, Holy Name. We thank you because you are God alone. There is none like you. Everlasting Father, we worship you. We exalt you, Holy Name. Blessed be your Holy Name, Father. For we worship in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise, praise the Lord. If you're happy to be in the presence of God, if you're happy to see 2022, knowing that you're going to see so many more years if Christ tarries, praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Shall we be seated? God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. It's, it's Thanksgiving service. It's Thanksgiving Sunday. It's the first Thanksgiving Sunday. It's the first Sunday in the month of January. And it's the first Sunday in the new year. Praise the Lord. By the grace of God, we're, we're going to briefly look into the word and share on, you know, the Lord, the Lord gave us a word in terms of breaking through. And we see in 2 Samuel 5.20, you know, David was speaking to God and was asking God, you know, in 2 Samuel chapter 5. And, you know, he asked God that, you know, should I go? God said yes. And God essentially told him something, said that, you know, I'll, I'll break through for you. And David said something, said that God has broken, the Lord has broken through for me. It says the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. I think um, one of the, I think the Amplified Classic says, the Lord has broken through my enemies as the gushing of waters. Just to paint up an image for you. How many people have seen a pipe burst? You, you've seen a pipe burst. I mean, some of us have, some of us in this, even in the UK, we see it, come on. Sometimes, okay, some kids have not. But you know, when, when a pipe bursts, Imagine the force with which the water gushes out. Can, can you imagine it? Even if we haven't seen it, we've seen it in films. We've seen fire hydrants being broken and water gushing out, right? Now, imagine that and think of how God is making you break through. That water is constrained, right? The pipe constrains the water. So when the pipe breaks or bursts and the water begins to flow out, it flows with force, with vigor, right? Now, just imagine God is saying that that's how you're going to break through in 2022. So every constraint, everything that's been holding back, everything that's been preventing you, from, you know, reaching those limits, from attaining those heights, those limitations, they're going to be taken away because God, God will cause you to force through those limitations and it will make a way, it will make an opening for you. Praise God. If, if that doesn't excite you in 2022, I'm not sure what will. Because, because essentially what God is saying to you is that there'll be no limits. There'll be no limitations beyond those limitations. You're going to be moving beyond those limitations. Praise the Lord. And, and 
for me, it's, it's this. If you think about it, then it talks about define the odds. And that, that's why, you know, the message for this morning is bring, breaking through and define the odds. Because, you know, for so many people, for so many of us, the odds are actually stacked against us. Now, you, you look at yourself, you look at and you're thinking, man, I, I can't. You're thinking, you know, I can't accomplish this. Or, you know, I'm not as positioned as some others. But the Bible says you can do all things through him that gives you strength. Praise the Lord. You can do all things. So it, it, is, it, is, it is a time for you to start believing in yourself that you're going to defy the odds. The odds that seem to be stacked against you. I have shared this testimony before. I remember my first job in the UK. I, I was still doing my PhD and I applied for a research fellow post. And virtually everyone else that applied for that role at PhDs had been, you know, they were all doctors, they had been working in that area. And when I found out who the, you know, all the candidates were, I was scared. To be honest, I was scared. Because I, I knew that no way would I get this job. As in, we're talking about people that, in some contexts, they're overqualified. Because they had everything necessary. And yet, yet God made a way. Sometimes you think the odds are against you. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm not tall enough to be a basketballer. Seizu. Oh, I'm not clever enough to be this. I'm not, you know, I'm not fast enough. I'm not strong enough. Seizu. You've got everything you need, everything it takes. Everything to live a godly life. Praise the Lord. This, this idea of breakthrough, the, the first place where we come across it is actually in the book of Genesis. There, there, there's a man named Perez. Perez. If we look at Genesis 38, we'll read from verse 27. Genesis chapter 38 and verse 27. It says, it came about at the time. Now, the time... It says it came about at the time she, she being Tamar, Tamar was Judah's daughter-in-law. She had gotten pregnant and she was about to give birth. It says it came about at the time she was giving birth that behold, there were twins in her womb. Moreover, it took place while she was giving birth that one baby put out her hand and the midwife took and tied a scarlet thread on his hand, saying, this one came out first. So clear indication, the first one should come out. This one came out first. It says, then it happened as he drew back his hand that his brother came out unexpectedly. And she said, how did you break through? This bridge upon you. Therefore, his name was called Perez. You know, the New American Standard Bible says, what a breach you have made for yourself. So he was called Perez. 
someone else was about to come out. Someone else was about to breach. And, you know, at the point of getting out, he withdrew, he restrained, he stepped back. He says, what a breach you have made for yourself. Now, we, we all know what breach means. A breach, a gap, a breakthrough. So the, in, in essence, Perez seized the opportunity. He saw an opening, even though he wasn't the one that was coming out. He saw an opening and it came out. The brother's name was called Zera. I know that Zera was making his way into the world, but for whatever reason, you know, with God, there's no coincidence. Do you know that? God, God doesn't deal with coincidence. Revelation tells us that he's the one that declares the end from the beginning. So he knows all things. And I, I like to put it this way, that God knows every single permutation your life can take, even before you take it. So every possible alternative, God knows it. And he has declared your hand right from the beginning. That's why he's the omniscient God. He knows all things. Praise the Lord. So even before you're thinking it, God knows it. Praise the Lord. He knows all things. So with him, there is no coincidence. The fact that you're here right now is not by accident. The fact that you're sitting in God's presence right now it's not, it's, it's a divine orchestration. You need, you need to understand that. Your life, your life is, not, is not a consequence of chance, of chance occurrences. I think the scholars talk about something called chaos theory. And, you know, you're almost thinking, yeah, everything happens and somehow things would happen, will work out at the end of the day. Why would it work out at the end of the day? It will work out at the end of the day for you because God is on your side. Amen. That, that is the reason why it will work out. So Zara was about to break through. And for some reason, some unknown reason, some seeming coincidence, his hand was already out. They had already marked him. He's the first one coming out. He had the band. He had the bash. And all of a sudden, he stepped aside for Perez to come through. Praise the Lord. You know, everyone that needs to step aside for your breakthrough to happen in 2022, God will cause them to begin to step aside. It's, you know, it, it, might, it might seem like, you know, the, it was the Israelites that said that when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we we're like those who dreamed. Because it, it, it will seem like a dream. You, you won't get it. You know, you, you've been applying for those jobs. Those jobs are not coming. And then when they're going to come, you see like three, four, five jobs. You applied for one post, like our sister gave a testimony. She applied for one post. She was given a post. She was promoted without even asking. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes what? Rich and does what? Adds no sorrow. You'll be surprised at how the door will begin to open. Because God, David said the Lord has caused a breakthrough before me, amongst my enemies. It says, breakthrough like the gushing of waters. David didn't have to do anything. 
It was God that did it. So even if the odds are stacked against you, you know, God will do it. Amen. You know, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, God said, I'm the God. There is no one like me declaring the end from the beginning. Is the only and the true one. We, we prayed a prayer on watch night service. And we said that, you know, God will open doors. And I remember a sister giving a testimony and thanking God for shut doors. You know, sometimes God would have to shut some doors so that the right openings will happen. It takes, it takes trust in God because they, some doors will shut. And please, please be open, you know, be, be sensitive to God's leading. Trust him at you, you might think, you might think this is the path, this is what I ought to be doing. And if that door shuts, don't, don't get downcast. Just go back to God. We said he's, he's the one that knows all things. He's the one that has declared the end from the beginning. So there's a reason why that, shut, that door is being shut. You know, praise the Lord. How many of us remember this film, The Sound of Music? You know, some of us, we grew up on The Sound of Music. I tried to get my kids to watch it, but maybe it's because it's almost 60 years old or something. They weren't quite feeling the film, but I, I'm one of the, I'm a generation that pretty much knows every song. And there's no, I, I can watch it over and over and over again, and I'll still be singing every song. You know, there's, there's a statement that Maria Juliandres made there, so that when God closes a door, that he opens a window somewhere else. So there, there's a reason why certain doors will close. But when they close, there will be an opening. Praise the Lord. So just, just trust God because he makes all things beautiful in his time. Amen. In 2022, so that whatever doors need to shut for your breakthrough to happen, I pray that God will close those doors because he's the one that closes and no man can open and no one will be able to open those doors in the mighty name of Jesus. And every door that needs to open will begin to open for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yesterday, I was reading through the genealogy of Jesus. And I, I found it interesting, you know, Matthew chapter 1. If you remember Matthew chapter 1, it starts by listing the genealogy from Abraham. And it leaks, this person begat this person, and this person begat that person. This person gave birth to this person. And it goes on and goes on. There, there's something I still need to check out. It says that there were, you know, 14 times 3, 42, but the names are less than 42. And scholars have different, you know, explanations for that. But that's, that's not the point I want to make. The point I want to make is, you know, looking at those names, there, there were some people there. I'm just going to mention five that in essence, they defied the odds because they, they were in the lineage of the birth of the savior. 
the, the first and the classic one is Rahab. We all know Rahab. When we think of Rahab, what, we, what, what comes to mind? The prostitute. I mean, come on. Everybody says Rahab the prostitute. Rahab the harlot. But this woman was in the lineage of Jesus. So without Rahab, in essence, well, without Rahab, that lineage would not have been as it was. You know, Rahab was the, she was the wife of Salmon and the mother of Boaz. What was it about Rahab? Rahab was a prostitute. I can imagine in that era what it would have meant for her. I, I, I dare say that she, was, she wasn't the most loved. She was, she was a tool for certain men to fulfill their desires. And that's how she would have been seen. She would have been, you know, looked down upon by so many. When, when they're talking about important people, she wouldn't have been one of them. Yet in the entire city, the city of Jericho was destroyed because of this person that people would have looked down on, that would have accounted or amounted to nothing. Our entire family were saved. Praise the Lord. The entire city was destroyed. The population was destroyed. One family was saved because she trusted God. We've said that we need to trust God the more, like never before. You know, she's, she's, she's also recorded in Hebrews 11 as a hero of faith. So why, why do we, when we talk about Rahab, why don't we start talking about Rahab, the hero of faith, and not about Rahab, the prostitute? Because God, you know, turned her times around. She defied the odds. Her destiny was to be a prostitute all her life, but that wasn't, that wasn't what God had in store for her. God turned it around. She became a hero of faith. She became of the lineage, of the lineage of Jesus. Amen. The, the second person, another woman, women, praise the Lord. If, if people look down on you, God, God is placing you on a pedestal. The scripture says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Children, praise the Lord. The Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're wonderful in the sight of God. Actually, say that to yourself. I'm wonderful in the sight of God. That's, that's how God sees you. So don't, don't let anyone look down on you. Don't, don't let anyone look down on you. You're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. You're not tall. You're not short. You're not fat, you're not thin, you know. I mean, God forbid anorexia. You're not, you're not light skin enough. Praise God, all of you that have fair skin. Black is beautiful. Right? I mean, some people they were calling them in school, they call them do the black shadow. Man, God created you in his image. Whatever you look like, that is God's image. Praise the Lord. So you're fearfully and wonderfully made. What was it about Ruth? Again, God bless the Yoruba people. The, the Yoruba people, they, they say Ruth above Koku. 
as in someone that wants to die with her husband. This woman was a faithful woman. She was a Moabites or Moab. She wasn't Caucasian. She, she didn't have the right, she wasn't of the bloodline. But God made her part of the bloodline. She wasn't a Jew. And yet, she birthed the, the one that led to the lineage of Christ. So what are they saying about you? You don't have the right qualification. You, you don't have the right status. Even with that, God is able to turn things around and you will defy the odds in Jesus' name. Because of her faithfulness, you, you mean, we can read the book of Ruth. Because of her faithfulness, you know, she birthed the family of, I mean, her son was um, Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. Praise the Lord. We, we all know about David. And even David that we're talking about is the same David that made that proclamation that the Lord, you know, God has broken through for me as a gushing of waters. David was another one in that lineage. Then we see the likes of Jehoshaphat also mentioned there. Jehoshaphat faced significant odds. You can read through 2 Chronicles chapter 20. You know, he faced significant odds in battle and he cried to the Lord. 2 Chronicles 20, 15. It says, God sent word to him and the nation that the battle is not theirs. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So whatever the multitudes, whatever the challenge, as, you know, Jehoshaphat cried to God and the prophet came and gave this word that the battle is not yours. It is God's battle. When you cry out to the Lord, God will fight your battle and you will hold your peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, another person in that lineage was Ezekiah, another king. Now, you read 2 Kings 18 and verse 19. We read about, you know, King Sennacherib. This was a mighty man that had pretty much was conquering all left, left, right, and center. And, you know, he laid a siege in Judah. What did Ezekiah do? Ezekiah prayed. Ezekiah prayed to God. And in the twinkling of an eye, you know, the siege was over. God said that this same thing that was boastful, that was prideful, that was causing havoc everywhere, that it will go back. You know, it will flee. The, the Lord did it. Ezekiah did not have to raise a finger in battle for Judah to be victorious. You won't have to raise a finger for you to be victorious. Just trust the Lord. Hold on to his word. Cling to him. And it will make a way where there seems to be no way. Praise, praise the Lord. It is your year of breakthrough. And you will break forth as the bursting of waters in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. 
we give you all the praise, oh God. Lord, beyond that which you've spoken to us this day, Spirit of God, we pray that you continue to minister your word to us. That as we trust in you the more this year, as we cling to you, as we lean on you, Father, you continue to direct our path. We are believing you, we're trusting you indeed. That Lord will go forth, will break through as the gushing of waters in the mighty name of Jesus. 2022 is a year that we're moving to the next level. Individually, as families, as a church family, we thank you, Lord, because you're taking us to greater heights. We give you all the praise, Heavenly Father, for we pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you.